Mouse. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. I'm your host, Ian Hand, self-title. There we go. So today, you might sound, I might sound a little bit more professional or a little bit more mechanical. That's because I'm actually recording at 10 in the morning. It was supposed to be 9, but I was basically just screwing around with this program, trying to make things work. And I think we did a pretty good job, if, you, if I do say so myself. My level's looking pretty good. Overall, I just look pretty darn great. Finally getting the hang of this program here at AP Radio. This is the first time I'm doing it completely by myself. I'm pre-recording, so I have something going on tonight. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Man, what the hell is going on with this schizophrenic weather? I swear, this is like the weirdest February ever. Like, first it's negative 50 degrees. Then it's like 50 degrees. And then it's like, oh my god. Then it's like something else. I don't even know what to go on with it anymore. Yesterday it was like 50 degrees, and I was wearing a jacket. And I was wearing no jacket, and now it's like... 10 and I have to wear a jacket or else I'm screwed I I just don't understand like it's not global warming it's just climate change like the climate is just like it just wants to die and it doesn't know what it wants to do anymore it just bugs me that people just are like oh climate change ain't real it's like uh, I mean you know we went from negative 50 to 50 in like a day that's ridiculous or even within a week, that's still crazy. That's a hundred degree difference. I'm just saying how, like, that's just crazy. Whatever. So, in general, still without a job. It's pretty sad. I mean, this is kind of my job. I come here every day, punch in, punch. I come here every week, punch in, punch out at least once or twice. We're just trying to build ourselves up. And so, um, if anybody out here who really likes it about uh, AP Radio... Please promote us. Please start uh, telling your friends about us. We would like to really get some more sponsorships and stuff. We just kind of want to really broaden our demographic and really bring in some people. Get some money for this because this is something that I really like to do. And it would be really awesome to do this as my job and then maybe start out on my own. It depends. It's something that I really am passionate about. So... Tell your friends about us. Tell everyone about it. And it's something that I really, really appreciate. Just, you know, help me out and I'll help you guys out in the end. That sounds like a very fair deal. So, anything else has been going on this week? It's been a pretty boring week overall. Thankfully, the government's not going to get shut down again. So, that's good. So, I guess we can now have to start thinking about doing our taxes since, you know, it might be pushed back. But... Hopefully they pushed it back a little bit because I still haven't gotten any of my shit yet from my two jobs from last year. So that's going to be fun. Hopefully H&R Block understands the exact craziness I'm going through and they take mercy on me. But in terms of other good, actually good news is so far this uh, this year, which hasn't been really that great because I've been without a job since uh, New Year's Day, is the fact I'm on a diet. I'm uh my mom's coworker decided to do this thing called 21 Day Fix, and she kind of wanted my mom to be part of it with her. So then my mom's all like, "Hey, how about you do this too? Because you know you've been wanting to diet for a while, and it's been kind of a pain in the ass for you to do so." So I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a really great idea." So what the 21 Day Fix is all about is that it's obviously it's only 21 days. You get these things like these little uh, containers, or like they're colored containers. And what these containers do is that it represents one portion. So, like, it's like a cup, half a cup, a quarter cup, blah, blah, blah. That represents the one for the whole day. So, like, if I have one portion, that's one cup. So, I have to have, like, so many portions of these specific types of food groups. The two biggest ones for me are protein, which are basically three cups since they're six half cups, and then just a full cup of uh, vegetables six times. So six cups of vegetables, three cups of protein, uh, four cups of fruit, I believe it was another uh, big one, four cups of carbs, no, like four like half cups, so barely, barely any kind of carbs, so basically like a piece of bread is considered one carb. But the carbs are really crazy. Like, they consider peas, like, a really good vegetable. Carbs. They consider black beans, who have the most, one of the biggest soluble fiber-enriched in, foods. 
it's like one or two cups of these sons of bitches give you like 15 grams of soluble fiber and they consider that a carb too which really upsets me because it's like i'm trying to really adhere to the diet and it's really hard because i'm like i can just eat beans all day and get my vegetable requirement and i love beans but like i can't do it because they're considered carbs to this diet and i don't want to be like oh i just ate a whole bunch of carbs because obviously there's still a lot of carbs in there but they're probably the good carbs but they still count them as carbs so sometimes it's a little annoying but it's only been four days and I've been actually loving this so far. It's not as bad as I was always expecting it to be. But in general, it's just like, you know, you just got to stick with it. And they also give you like a workout or something to do. Which I'm not going to lie, is pretty fun. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Sorry about that. And it's like sometimes it's like upper body, lower body, cardio, and then Pilates. The upper body one I did yesterday was pretty rough. Because it's like this whole thing is just like, you know, you have to hold these weights in front of you and then try to keep your arms a little straight. I mean, they're like a little bend in the elbow, but like the second you start bending, it's like you don't want to bend too far. And after a while, like it's like 30 minutes and it's like by the time you're hitting that like halfway point, you're like, you're just dead. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to do every single one of the workouts. Mainly because I think it was just that I was wearing jeans and I thought it's upper body, so I'm not going to really be utilizing my lower body. And then they make us get on the floor for like a third of the actual exercise. And I'm like, okay. So I decided just to do what I could. And I did enough and I was still pretty sweaty and I, my arms are still kind of hurting today. So tonight I'm actually going to be doing the Pilates one, which obviously I'm going to be wearing a little bit more appropriate clothing for. And I guess I just can't take any of the stuff not seriously. The one thing about those that I really like is that they have this person that I'm just nicknaming a fat cat with a K. So there's this person named Catherine. And the thing about the people there is like, there's the, obviously the person in charge and she's this very beautiful woman who's like very fit. So that, that, that's the thing. And then like, you have like all these other very beautiful people behind her, like some really like Chad bros who are just like super, super ripped. And same thing with like some girls who are also ripped. It's like probably just like her and her fitness buddy friends who she's probably forcing to do this little 20, 30 minute exercise with her. It's pretty fun. It's pretty nice. And then there's like this one person who's like fat. I mean, she's not like horribly fat, but I mean like she's fatter than everyone else there. She's got like, she has a stomach instead of like washboard abs. Like everyone else has, she's just got these washboard abs. Everyone else has these beautiful, beautiful bodies. And she looks like she just came back from eating like, she just went back. She came back. She looks like she came back from the bacon fest with I, like I did. So basically what she does is these modified exercises, which are freaking hilarious. Basically, it's like if you're not good, you can do these instead is essentially what they're telling you. It's kind of like the whole 30 minutes. You have to move. You kind of have to do something close to the exercise. Do what you can, but, you know, you got to move. You got you to gotta be active. That's the whole point. Fat Cat is like my freaking personalized trainer. Because it's like, obviously, I can do a lot of the exercises. And I did most of them, like, the way that the rest of the people who, you know, have the beach body already are telling me to do it. But there are times that I do have to do the cat thing because I'm like, I'm just not that fit yet. And I don't know if I'll ever be, like, fit enough to be like, I'm okay with doing this kind of workout. It's just something that it's like, it's 30 minutes. It's something kind of fun, but not something I would really want to make on a regular basis. I'm excited to see what the Pilates one's going to be with Fat Cat. I think it's it's just so great. I really can't wait for that interview. I wanted to see what the interview would be like. Okay, well, we're doing something for a 21-day beach body. Um, I have myself and like four or five other people who are going to be the after effects that people are like you're going to strive to be. We're going to have a lot more women and a lot and a couple guys every once in a while to showcase that like these are the different body sizes that women can have and men obviously are going to look like brick walls after the end of this. What you are going to represent is the person at home who's with the other people at home. This is what you look like now. And yet you get to do modified exercises that are still kind of vigorous and you have to continuously do stuff for about 30 minutes. However, you're going to be doing them at a little bit of a slower pace because you're just a little bit chunkier than the rest. I would have signed up so fucking fast. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty freaking sure that she's not going to be doing these exercises any more than these like three or four that they have you do for the entire uh, 21 day diet. 
and I think it's just hilarious. I absolutely love this diet. Um, so far, it's only like I said, it's only been day four. I don't really see that much progress yet. I've been having a lot more soluble fiber, though. And if anything, it's just been making me more conscious about eating. I was that guy who can go through a whole pizza, like, no problem, and eat, like, a crap ton of uh, McDonald's hamburgers. And I was just kind of telling to myself, that, like, you know, I need to calm down, and I need to stop, or else I'm just going to wake up one day and be, like, on that 600-pound life or something. And that's not how I want to be on TV. I want to be that guy who, you know, he's pretty well fit, but he still likes to eat because I understand the problem with this food and stuff. Like, I need to really, really bring in that kind of thing. Like, I want to have a better um, idea, like, to be healthier for the kids that I want to have one day. Because, you know, like, what if I have very athletic kids and I just can't keep up with them or I just can't have fun with them and they just feel like they're kind of, like, always having to try to, like hinder themselves for me like if anything i don't want to try to keep up with my kids and the only thing that eventually hinders me is my overall inevitable old age that my body just can't keep up like that i'd rather deal with that and then just deal with the fact that you know maybe one day i'll just get older and then you know die versus you know just being fat and not doing anything and then just die way too young so, if anything, it's just been something like an eye-opening experience. They give you, like, a crap ton of water to drink. It's based on your weight and stuff. I actually weighed, I actually have, like, a weight a little bit less, so I have less food to eat during the day. But I feel like I'm still pretty well maintained throughout this. Because, like, I'm almost, like, 400 pounds, and I didn't even realize that. And I don't feel like I am, and I don't look like I am, in my opinion. Because I saw people who are 400 pounds, and they look huge. And I'm like, is it because of, like, the fact that I still try to work out, and I'm just strong, and it's a lot of muscle? But, like, I don't want to make excuses for myself. Like, 400 pounds is 400 pounds. Like, if I was 400 pounds of muscle, I'd be Bane from Batman. Let me make that really clear. I'd be Bane from freaking Batman, not some fat dude. That's 400 pounds of solid muscle, not this flabby mess that I am. So if anything, I'm just weighing a little bit less so I can have less to eat. And if anything, it just kind of is really nice because if I have my carbs for the day, sometimes I have my bread like really early in the day. I'm like, okay, now I can't have bread for the rest of the day. It really shows that like how much I can just be eating stuff because like a banana is already half of my fruit. I already had half of my fruit portions for the day. So I'm not going to have another banana, but I'm like, I might have some oranges when I get home because the little cutie ones, the little mandarins, they two of those count as another serving. And then if I have a serving of blueberries, I'm done for the day. I still have five more um I still have five more servings of vegetables and like 15 more cups of water to drink. It just shows that like, wow, that's a lot of stuff to do. And it's like it's something that's going to really show me that if I just do the work and I just do stuff that I have to do, it just makes my overall experience a lot more fun. I really like it, and I'm actually pretty proud of myself so far that I've been really sticking with it, because this is kind of the time I'm like, I'm kind of falling off the diet. I'm really happy that my mom's doing this with me, or else I probably would have really fallen off. But in general, it's just something that I really, really want to talk about, and I'm really passionate about. So hopefully in the next 17 days, things will work out just fine. It's going to be pretty nice to be going through the uh, end of uh, February, and it's just like, yo, you did it. You did a whole, almost an entire month worth of things. And then by, like, early March, I should be back to kind of normal, but it'll be more so just like, okay, this might be the first step. Hopefully, just by with all that stuff, I hopefully just, I just want to get under 300 pounds for the initial stuff. Like, be, like, maybe at, like, the 305 range. Or just like 299 would be a really great start. So then I can just start working on like even more. Like I can start cutting back more and just keep doing that soluble fiber diet that I've been really trying to work on. They have help that go through my digestive system a lot more. Basically, I just want to get to like 220, but very muscular. Or 200 and just basic bitch fit. Like I'm very healthy, I'm very strong. But at the same time, I'm not like, I don't look like batman like if i had to be heavier i'd obviously look heavier but yeah like i really want to look like that dude it's like i want to look like ugh. i want to look like the superheroes that i admire so much and actually look like them instead of like being some fat fabby little dude that's just me though i personally think it's super cool so yeah give me uh i'll let you guys know how my progress is going 
So, yeah, I actually officially weigh in on Tuesday, so hopefully I actually did lose some weight. And I can keep going because if I don't, I'll feel really discouraged. But i got to keep with it, just like my job search. i just got to keep going because I'm really excited for it. And I really hope that it works out well for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, guys. So, wish me luck. And speaking of luck, by my surprise, I didn't have really that much money since I obviously don't have a job. But I was able to play the new video game, Jump Force, the... Uh, Shonen Jump Anniversary uh, Arena Fighter, and I decided to do a nice little cute review of it. Since we're in Episode 4, and this is my first game-based review, we'll be talking about some certain guidelines. The following we'll be talking about the roster and the actual graphics of the game. Next, we'll be talking about the gameplay. Story and really other modes, since most fighting games these days kind of do have a story connected to them. And just the overall final score of the overall game. So Jump Force is a nice little precursor, kind of just came out of nowhere towards the end of E3 last year, where uh, characters from your favorite shonen mangas, such as Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and Naruto, kind of just started battling out in a photorealistic environment. The game looked kind of interesting, and I was actually kind of checking it out. It was one of the more interesting things I saw this entire uh, E3, which was pretty sad in terms of that, because obviously they had some really cool reveals during that time period, but... I don't know, it was just like, Jump Force was kind of cool that it just kind of snuck under the radar, but it was actually one of the things that piqued up my interest. And then, like, when we finally got the closed beta, I was actually one of those people who wanted to try it out, because, you know, hey, it's going to probably be fun, right? So then I played it, it was okay, the graphics look alright, some characters definitely benefited from more. So then I didn't get a chance to do the open beta, but it, from what uh, my friend AJ told me, that it was pretty much better than the closed beta, from what people have been always saying, and he said he had a lot more fun... With it, he did get his ass kicked online, and I didn't even get a chance to get anybody online because I think it was just that that it was it was that closed. And I think it's probably no surprise to anybody that I don't have that much great internet connection. Sorry, I'm just adjusting the mic stand a little bit, so I don't want to apologize for all that dead air that I might be inadvertently causing my audience in the next couple of hours. Just trying to adjust it, and it's not happening. Not happening. Okay, we're going to hold it like this, because I'm just, I just don't want to be hunched over while I talk. Is that too much to ask for? Yes, it's a little too much to ask for, apparently. Okay, now I'm really hunched over. All right, anyway. Now that I wasted about 30 seconds of your time, basically the graphics... The roster is amazing, in my opinion. It's a lot better than J-Stars. This game does a lot better things than J-Stars, but I think that's the end of the compliments right there. The overall roster is pretty cool because the characters actually are fun. They bring in some characters that like are obviously returning people. They bring in some new costumes. They bring in some new artwork. They bring in some new outfits. Just in general, it's just a really fun transformation kind of thing. I really like what they are doing with this game. It's a lot more battle-oriented instead of just random characters just trying to show up out of nowhere. I think it's just an overall better roster. Uh, they brought in some pretty weird in, uh, ideas. Like uh, Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! is actually a playable character, and I think that's pretty hilarious because he's just got cards. Like, how are you going to hurt somebody with cards? So they decided to go into the double down on the idea that he's this ancient pharaoh that brings these stupid cards to life as real monsters. So he's got... The Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl, who basically are casting spells and fighting on Yugi's behalf, and then he brings out Slife for the Sky Dragon, this gigantic red dragon that just blows everything to hell. And I think the funnest mechanic is the fact that he just draws. There's actually an ability he has, it's called Draw, and he pulls a card out, and like other things happen, like Magic Formula, which I forgot what it does, because every time I do, I get my shit wrecked. The second I draw it, I'm like, what's this? And I just start getting hit by an opponent. And um, other stuff like Swords of Revealing Light, Magical Arrows, just like a really cool defense and offensive buffs for this character. All in all, he was really fun and a lot of cool range and stuff. Like, I'm not really used to playing characters with range, but this character was really fun and a lot of other characters were a lot more surprisingly fun. The guy from Hero uh, City Hunter, who just has guns and rocket launchers, is pretty hilarious that he's just shooting, like, Naruto in the face with a gun, and it's freaking working against him. 
Kenshiro obviously is great, and Jotaro and Dio from JoJo, it's basically like that's kind of the overall extent of the characters that I like. There's the occasional one here and there that I enjoy, but nothing like I don't really care about, you know what I mean? It just kind of showcases something that I've been having a problem with this overall kind of thing, and I just don't understand... Like, some characters just, like, came in. Some characters... I think they should have brought everyone back from J-Stars. And then they started building on Jump Force. A lot of people have been saying that. And I think I finally started realizing I agree with them. That would have been really cool to bring back everyone from Jump Force. And then you kind of start building on that foundation of other characters. It's just something that I've been personally thinking about. And I think it's actually something that... Now that I've played this game and it's only, like, 42 characters... Like, how awesome would that have been, like... If you start with that original roster... Because it's more JoJo characters, there's Bobo Bo, there's other characters that I really care about. And bring them over. Because there's a lot of characters who are returning from J-Stars, but it's like, it's not everybody. And I think that's the thing about some games that just upset me. Like, if they just kept the same J-Stars kind of idea and the same kind of, like, art style, instead of making this more realistic stuff, which I think that most of the budget probably went to for the game, the game would have been pretty more solid and stuff like that. But that's just me. <clears throat> The graphics don't do anyone any favors. The hyper-realistic uh, kind of style is cool and all, but it just doesn't work half the time. I think the only characters that really benefit from it are the more humanoid characters, like who look like they're humans. Obviously, characters like uh, Jojo and uh, Dio have benefited the most from this. And I think it's just because that they are the most humanoid-looking the same thing with Kenshiro and the guy from City Hunter. I think his name is Ryo. I'm so bad I'm remembering his name. But he actually makes me want to read his manga now because, you know, he's in Jump Force and he's pretty cool. So I want to see why he was picked in this game over other characters. So that's just something that I want to look into now. But, like, the more humanoid you look, the better that this art style is actually going to favor you. And the more, you know, you look like an anime character, the more horrifying your eyes are going to look the more horrifying, in general, you're just going to be. It's actually kind of scary. Like, uh, characters like Deku from My Hero Academia, I think, are the worst in this art style because he's got huge, glossy, soulless eyes. And it's just like, oh my god, if Deku existed in this world, he would be terrifying. And I think I'm not alone here when I say that, like, yeah, I'm actually kind of scared about what this stupid art style is showing me. That's just me, though, because... You know, it's whatever. The gameplay in general is kind of also something that was like a main thing. Like you get to play three on three characters. But the thing about tag battles are that tag team battles or fighting games specifically are really cool and are really interesting. And Jump Force goes off the idea to try to be like another another battle arena with three on three. But then they kind of just throw it out the window besides that's basically their gimmick. So the only thing that you can really do in this game when it comes to it is you tap out really quick. You might do an assist if you hold a button. But if you tap it really quick, it just shows up and it's like, yo, I'm here. And that's kind of the entire extent of it. There's not much more to say about it. It's like tap a button, character pops out, hold a button, power, whatever. It's, it, it's just kind of boring and all three characters kind of just share a, uh, all three characters share a health bar, which again is pretty cool because there have been games like that, that like, you know, people might have their own health bar, but sometimes you have to knock down all three opponents to win, or you have to knock down one with their own individual health bar and then win. Like, if they did something more like that, I think this game would have been a lot more fun. But the fact that three characters are sharing a health bar, there's pretty much no reason to switch. It's like there's no strategy. It's just like just fight until your health bar is done. The idea of hero mechanics or stuff like that is just kind of non-existent. It would have been really cool if they had more like tag team partner up stuff. They could have had like partnered up stuff like combos. Like if this game just came out like maybe towards the end of the year, they had a lot more time to really kind of polish the graphics. They kind of had more time to... Uh, kind of think about what they're doing, like have a more of a plan of stuff. But that's just that's just me. 
the gameplay is fine. It was pretty fun to play with friends. Especially, like, again, like, the characters that I like to play as, it's really fun. If you want to use the world on Goku, stop time, and just beat the crap out of him, you can do that. If you want to, like, summon Cypher the Sky Dragon and obliterate your enemies, especially, like, some certain straw hat motherfucker, go for it. If you want to be, like, Kenshiro and just destroy everybody, it's really cool. There's a lot of really fun characters, and I'm really happy that the One Piece selection is really cool. Besides the idiot Luffy, you get, like, Hancock, who is pretty cool. You get, like, uh, Sanji, Sobo, Sabo, I'm sorry, and uh, Zoro. Jeez, I'm just so bad with these pronunciations. I meant Zolo. So, uh, Mark, I'm, I'm, I hope you're proud of me that I said it right. <laughs> it's actually Zoro, but... I call him Zolo to piss off my friend Mark. So hopefully he tuned in tonight just to, like, angrily sign off on that. Um, The story mode is trash. Don't even bother with it. It's absolutely terrible. I'm honestly really dis disappointed with it. It's just unskippable cutscenes of people fighting dudes. And it just kind of showcases something that's pretty bad. And I just don't really like it. In general, I'm just overall disappointed with the overall series. It's no other modes. Like, online, I guess, works. But I didn't really go online, and I don't really feel like it. In general, this game is just pretty lackluster. It's kind of fun. Again, like I said, like the examples I just gave. The character roster is probably its only saving grace with a potential DLC on the way. But, like, I feel like this game is going to really just fall out of obscurity. I'm, I, I even think a month is being too damn generous. I feel like that, like, at the end of this month of this game is still being talked about by people. That will be pretty cool. I mean, like, I'm not trying to be mean or anybody, but, like, I think this is pretty much the reason that why 3D fighters just can't have nice things and they just can't be a viable game idea for tournaments. I just, it's just an overall disappointment. I think the game itself play is really fun it's kind of like a nice little party game with you and your anime uh loving friends but at the end of the day i think that you'd be more beneficial if this game was like 20 dollars or less like on sale or just a normal price i wouldn't buy this game at 60 dollars, even if i had money to throw at the wall i'd rather be throwing this at the wall like comic books i can pre-order instead because this game is just pretty boring and I'm actually more excited for Mortal Kombat now, which is really a nice flip of things. And it, it's it's really depressing because I was really kind of hopeful that this game would be a lot better than what it was actually going to be. But at the end of the day, I guess it was just too much to ask for uh, Banda Namco to actually make a really good game. So with that being said, guys, I give this about a 6, 6.5 out of 10 for being just an above average game, but barely... It's just a lot of fun, but it's really sad that almost about an hour or two of playing this game, I immediately want to put my focus on Smash that came out in December. So let me put that in perspective. A game that's been out for two months has been giving me more attention and a lot more love than a game that's been out for two days or, or three days because uh, my friend Mark was able to play it early. Either way, it's a very it's a very unfortunate occurrence. It's a pretty boring game. So give it a try if you want to, but don't say I didn't warn you that when you think, oh my god, this story sucks and there's not much characters, whatever. Will the DLC or anything bring it out? Maybe I might come back to it if All Might shows up in the game, but I'm not really asking for anything else to come of it. It might just be one of those games and I'm like, haha, remember this? And like most of my friends are just kind of like hiding away in the overall like shame corner that they're in and thinking to themselves, God, I hated my life. Why did I do this? So with that being said, I decided that we're going to take a quick little break. I decided to break this show up a little bit. When we come back, I'll be talking about Combat Cast, the newest character from Mortal Kombat 11, and see, and see how that made me feel. And two new comic books that I'm talking about that I'm actually kind of interested in, so check them out. 
And then finally, to end the show on a weird note, a SpongeBob SquarePants spinoff show. We'll be right back after these messages on Truth, Justice, and the Ian Han Way on APRadio.net. And we're back, folks. Hope you guys enjoyed those nice four minutes of ads. If you're just joining me on True Justice and the Ian Hand Way, I was just talking about my life and my new dieting program, as well as just trashing an anime uh, fighting arena. I'm about to start writing a uh, little description for the show, and I'm going to give it so we can actually have this stuff played on iTunes. So if you missed an episode, we'll be able to get it on iTunes and Google Play. Please download and tell your friends about it. We're really excited to have it on there. More programs, more people to listen to us. We're really excited. Please, guys, we're trying to grow here. Help us grow. We really appreciate any opportunity that we got. Tell your friends about us, even if it's not their thing. Just because if we start growing now, we'll start growing more into something that you guys like later on. We're just going to do our best, so bear with us. So now that we're back to Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand way, we will be talking about the new Combat Cast. So Combat Cast, for those who missed my last other shows, has been NetherRealm Studios' way of basically revealing new Mortal Kombat characters for their newest game, Mortal Kombat 11, that comes out April 23rd. And like last week, I was pretty much on a more of a, oh my god, I can't really want, I don't really feel like Mortal Kombat 11 anymore. They showed off Cabal, and who cares? They showed off Devora, and then I like really just wanted to throw up. I can't believe people actually found her really cute. She's a, she's an insect, dudes. Like, there are actually attractive women in that game, and you're going after the bee chick? There's something wrong with you. G- get help. I wish there was a I fuck bees hotline and I can call you guys because you guys need help. Jesus. Have mercy on your souls. <clears throat> but this time is not the case because it's Jade. And Jade is back. She's one of my favorite Mortal Kombat females. And just overall favorite Mortal Kombat character because there's such a wide array of weird girls in that game. But Jade is one of the ones that I've always been interested in. And yes, it's because she wears green. And yes, it's my favorite color. So yeah, you can start saying that, oh wow, I wonder why he likes her. Yeah, yeah. She's also got a stick, a staff, and I'm calling it a stick because it's funnier. Her stick attacks are pretty cool. She looks amazing, dude. Like, I've actually never been so excited for a Mortal Kombat character before in like a long time. Like Kano, one of my favorite characters from the entire franchise, was announced. And I'm like, eh. But now, like, Jade, and I'm like, ooh, Netherrealm, you've won me back. Like, it didn't take much. It didn't take much. It didn't take much at all. So, mm, where can I even begin? So, overall, her her uh, looks look pretty cool. I like how she's actually, like, her Revenant costume. It's, like, her default. That's kind of cool. I did like the actual, like, real Jade or a live jade they gave her. It's really nice as well. But what I really like is her variations. The first is uh, called Green Monster, which is a lot more staff-based attacks, or stick attacks. She has a lot of really cool stick attacks, but she's actually not much of a combo-based character. These are more so like she more so is kind of like teaching you the overall basics of the game. She's definitely more of a poke and zone character, for those who don't understand. It's pretty much the very self-explanatory for fighting game lingo. Pokes literally are just poking you. They're really not trying to go in for these big, crazy combos that you see on, like... That you see at EVO, or you just see in, like, combo exhibition videos. Basically, she's going to stab you with her stick and just keep her distance. But she's not going to do anything flashy beyond that. 
She might do something cool once in a while, but in general, that's not the way she's going to probably be. In general, she's also not going to be really focused on... And the overall zoning is kind of the same thing. She's basically keeping the zone to herself, and since there's a lot of zone to work with in Mortal Kombat, she's going to be probably keeping her reach and just kind of trying to make sure that some people just don't get in as easily on her. Which is something that's kind of cool. I'm not much that kind of play style, but... Obviously, if you can make it work, it can work. And I think it will work pretty fine. But overall, that's not the one I'm really interested in. It's more like I'm actually more interested in it ain't easy with Envy variation. Or just how, because they don't want to fit that entire uh, sentence on the screen. It's just, it ain't easy. This is a variation I'm a lot more excited with. Especially since the complaints about Mortal Kombat 11 being a lot slower. Because the idea that there's no run button, there's no like neutral in general... So running is kind of just like no, and there's like no importance to it, I guess. But in general, like, I guess Jade has now a command run, which is pretty sick. It can be canceled, and it can be like in mid-combo, which is also pretty cool to kind of keep that uh, pressure up with her. It's really cool. Also, she also has her uh, double shadow kick coming back, which I think also they said keeps the opponent in the corner. They showed some really cool stuff with her, with her spinning her stick. And then doing the double shadow kick. And sometimes I guess there might have been some screen resets. And the character flies on the other side of the screen or something. But instead it kind of keeps them all right there on that one side of the screen. Which I think is really nice. Especially since almost all the time I'm trying to do combos. And like I mess one thing up. And the guy's on the other side of the screen. And I'm like well so much for me practicing corner combos. I have a strange suspicion that I'm going to be liking it ain't easy a lot more. But there was another variation on top of that variation. I don't really know how Mortal Kombat 11 still works. They're 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 very detailed, but they're also very confusing about it. And it's just something that I don't really like. I mean, like, the variations in X were basically... Okay, there's three different ways to play this character. Like, Sub-Zero is the one that I know the best besides, like, Triborg. So Sub-Zero had Cryomancer... Basically, he just used ice powers. He would use ice weapons. He would have swords, blah, blah, blah. Grandmaster, that he would have a lot more martial arts-based stuff, and he would also have an ice clone. This ice clone essentially basically was something that would help freeze opponents, and it would basically be like he leaves like three or four, on, two or three on the stage. It's pretty cool. In general, he's just overall like... He was like he was the grandmaster. He was kind of showing people like how to be more. He's playing a lot more defensively, trying to like show his pupils on how to fight. Then there's Unbreakable, who has like a lot of really cool like breaking ice and then throwing it at the opponent like in shards. So like you can see like there's different ways to play that character. Triborg is a more like direct example. So Triborg is just a robot who had a lot of the Cyberlin Quay, which are basically just robot ninjas. And they're all four of the characters in one. So one variation of Triborg is Sector, who relies more on rockets and his flamethrower and teleportation. Cyrax, who depends more on his net and his buzzsaw. Um, Smoke, who has like really cool cables and obviously smoke that allows him to teleport and drop people unsurprisingly. And then Cyber Sub-Zero, which is basically Sub-Zero, but robot. With ice drones, um, ice bombs, and stuff like that. It's like there was it was a direct idea that there's four different ways to play um, Triborg, three different ways to play Sub Zero, and it seems like it's kind of different in this game. Like you can do customized variations and stuff, which is cool. And one of the things was like that she was a lot more mortal. The, the, this ain't easy variation of Jade. Uh, was this was the one that she was actually human with a ponytail, which was really nice, and I liked the amount of detail that they put in, into it because like they made the ponytail like slosh back and forth and stuff, stuff that like you don't really see that often in certain games, like the amount of detail about how the actual character sways, and they're a lot more better with their animation in this game than they ever could have been in ten, and I think it's absolutely amazing on how they look, but I don't really have that kind of bother with them in general. It's just something that I really like. But this has a lot more staff in her. She's a lot more martial arts based. But she ends stuff with a stick. And that's the thing that I'm more so interested about. I don't really like the idea that this is more of a Mortal Kombat with weapons game. Because I really didn't like that kind of style that the Mortal Kombat was going for. 
And I think it's actually kind of nice that they're actually kind of making it more of like, okay, well, it's part of the combat, but we also still have that martial arts love for it. All the more reason that, like, obviously Sub-Zero is going to be a character I play because he makes this, the weapons as he fights. He doesn't just have the weapons always on the ready. He makes the weapons out of his ice powers because that's how cool Sub-Zero is, no pun intended. And I like how Jade has that kind of idea with her, that she's a lot more martial arts based, but then she's ends stuff with her stick attacking you. I think in general, it just looks a lot better than what they were showing with Cabal. No hate to anyone who plays Cabal. He's just definitely not my kind of character. He looks amazing, and I can't wait to fight against him. But again, he's just not going to be a character that I'm going to really be like, oh, I can't wait to pre-order NetherRealm's newest game now. It's more of like, do I really want Mortal Kombat 11? Especially after Devorah, like, I really don't want to showcase a Devorah, like, to waste a week. Like, maybe when the game comes out and, like, noobs in the game and, like, I don't care what happens after that because Noob and Kano, Sub-Zero, and Jade. Characters that I really like and admire are in this game. I don't care who else shows up. That's enough for me to buy the game, in my opinion. And if they just brought by Triborg, that would just be, like, the cherry on top for me. So obviously I sound a lot more positive about Mortal Kombat now than I did last week. And I think that's just all they need to do. I'm happy that that leak's been disproven, that the Terminator potentially might not be a guest character, that a lot of the really lame characters will not be there. I mean, like, they can all be there, but, like, I'm more concerned about characters that we haven't seen in a while... Because we've had games with Reptile, we've had games with Ermac, and, like, as cool as those characters are, I'd rather see the return of, like, Noob or somebody else that, like, we haven't seen forever, like Chameleon. I mean, they brought back Cabal after 9. I want to see Stryker come back and have John Cena actually play him because that's a really fun little teaser. And if I can't have Shaggy, I want at least John Cena, okay? I gotta have some kind of meme in my, in my Mortal Kombat game. Because that's not going to happen with Spawn. It's not going to happen with Shaggy. And I'm hopeful it doesn't happen. It doesn't. It continues to not happen with a Terminator. That's a really stupid idea. And I just really just want. I just really want to see John Cena as Striker. That would just make my entire day. And I would be happily try to find money to pre-order this game. Oh my god, it would be so cool. So yeah, I'm actually excited about this game. I think Jade's going to be a great character for uh, my girlfriend to pick up because she's got that cool staff combat and she's not, again, like she's not combo heavy. I think this is the perfect introduction to the Mortal Kombat game. She's definitely going to be a character I pick up first because I kind of want to get a chance to see the speed of the game a little bit more instead of just going ham onto like the first character I see. Because like they are going to have to be more adjusted to the game and like with the combos and stuff but like if i don't have to be combo heavy of a character i think it's gonna be a lot better for me and i really hope that feels the same way in general i'm excited for this game and um i'll hopefully pre-order it by april hopefully i have a job by then i i i, I know i will but you never know you never know but with that being said, we're going to kind of round off the rest of the show. We have about 15 minutes left or so of the show. So I'm going to be talking about some stuff that I saw. And uh, I talked a lot about Doomsday Clock last week being delayed again. And uh, to my surprise, Doomsday Clock has been delayed yet again, this time to March 6th. So now this marks the seventh time that issue number nine specifically has been delayed. And I think this is officially the most delays that a single issue has gotten. It was, of course, delayed the first time when it was going to be bi-monthly. Then it was going to be slated for January 20th. Remember that, guys. So now it's, then it was moved to January 21st. No, I'm sorry, January 27th. Then the February 6th. Then February 13th, and it was there for quite some time. And then when I started actually wanting to rant about this, apparently it moved from the 20th, and then it moved to the 27th, and that's why I wanted to start going crazy. And now it got moved to the 6th of March. So I would be un very unsurprised if this was moved to the 20th and to the 20th of March, literally two 
months delayed. Then foreseen uh, issue 10, 11, and 12 to be also pushed back because they just finally pushed out number 9. I mean, at this point, I kind of just want to see if they just don't ever publish number 9 or number 9 just never comes out and they just go straight to 10. Like, nothing important actually happens in 9. Like, we were just trying to tell you guys to skip it. Just go to number 10. You're not missing anything. Who cares? Whatever. I mean, it'd be rude, but it'd be also kind of just hilarious. In general, it, it, it's just like, I don't even give a shit about this anymore. Like, it, if it comes out, I'll get it. If it doesn't, I'm just going to report about it just to make it... It's just a joke to me now, which is something I didn't want to happen. I think it's just overall a shame because I know this comic isn't going to be worth it. I mean, unless this is like a 56-page comic that really starts changing the overall foundation and the fabric of the actual series that made the first eight issues like really kind of bring into the overall story and that that really knocks my socks off, like... Yeah, then, yeah, 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 then, yeah, yeah, it'll be totally worth it. But, I mean, like, right now, I feel like it's so not worth it. But, you know, I have to continue it. I'm almost done collecting it. Again, like, I only have four issues left, and hopefully I have a job before uh, Doomsday Clock issue 9 comes out. That'd be awesome. In my personal opinion, I think I would just laugh so hard if that was the case. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing right now just thinking about it because it's just so damn stupid that that's actually going to probably happen. So hopefully Doomsday Clock doesn't get delayed again, but I wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed an 8th, a ninth, or hell, even a 20th freaking time. I mean, you're going to just continuously lose people who want to read this comic. Again, I think you need to decrease the price. If it's just to a dollar, I'll be completely fine. I just don't think I should be paying for full price for a comic that should have came out two months ago. If anything, like, I should be paying for something that, you know, is a little bit cheaper. That's just me, though. Obviously, they're not going to listen to me. That is the truth. But, yeah, without with that being said, two other issues that I'm actually, two other comic series that I'm actually really excited for. Coming March 20th will be the first... Where, where Doomsday Clock will might probably be coming to, is uh, Spider-Man City at War. So what this comic is, is about the Spider-Man PS4 Insomniac little universe that came out uh, last September. This is a universe that's a lot different from the original Marvel universe, the, uh, 616. Um, Jeez, I really wish I remembered the, uh, the universe that uh, Insomniac Spider-Man got. I mean, I would probably look it up, but obviously it's officially becoming its own Marvel Universe. And it's own, and the game only has been out since September, and I think it's absolutely amazing that they decided to go with it and be like, yeah, it's its own universe now, like, that quickly. Like, I guess that, they, that Marvel and Sony really want to push this game, and I cannot be pretty, I cannot be freaking happier. So, that's awesome. So essentially what City at War is supposed to be is a tie-in to the actual overall events of the Spider-Man PS4 video game from different perspectives of the characters. So it sounds pretty interesting. So it might be something like, it might be another retelling of the story itself, but with some extra details, like we get to see some certain things through the eyes of Miles, through the eyes of Peter, Mary Jane, Aunt May, and other people, and potentially get a little bit more of the overall story. Maybe we might make a little bit more of a Norman Osborn time and have him be a little bit more humanizing. And I mean, I think he was pretty good towards the end of the game there, but I feel like that if they just continue to push that overall humanization of him or just any other of the characters, it would have been really nice. And I really kind of hope that they bring a little bit more of the idea of other characters and bring in like the villains that kind of were shafted in terms of like story. I just think it would have been something that cool, like the overall, like you get to do the game, but you get to do it over again. I might give it a try. I want to see like how the first issue is. I might just be like, yo, I might just wait for the actual uh, collector's edition of it or whatever may happen. But in terms of that, I'm pretty excited for it. It looks pretty cool. So yeah, that comes out on March 20th if you want to give it a try. Or just to keep boosting up your Spider-Man uh, Insomniac Verse collection. 
Another uh, comic series that I'm actually super stoked for is called The Savage Avengers. This is coming out in May, but no specific time, no specific date has been announced as of the making of this recording, which is uh, February 15th. So what The Savage Avengers is, is that this new team facing off some pretty bad dudes. So basically, it's the most savage team-up of Avengers characters meeting their most savage foes. And what this specifically... This lineup is pretty damn cool. And I think it's almost as cool as my other favorite lineup of a dream team of a series that I just never got before. And it was... um, (coughs) Excuse me. It was like Marvel Now's like Thunderbolts that included like Punisher, Elektra, uh, Deadpool, Venom, Ghost Rider, and all those really cool heroes like led by Red Hulk and stuff. Like the whole team's motif was like black and red. And they only wore black and red. It was so cool, and I still think it is. And um, they're just like it's kind of like a little bit of a weird reunion of that. So the Savage Avengers lineup is Wolverine. Venom, um, uh, Eddie Brock's Venom, I'm assuming, because I think they brought him back, because the uh, Thunderbolts version was Flash Thompson, my personal favorite Venom, but they had to go back to the status quo eventually, right? Uh, Punisher and Elektra, so kind of a mini uh, Thunderbolts reunion. I hope they touch on that. And then uh, Brother Voodoo, who's a guy who obviously utilizes Voodoo. He was kind of one of those supernatural superheroes who was introduced in the 70s. Kind of just kind of branching out from uh, Marvel's overall thing. Their Marvel Mystic stuff's pretty cool, so I would definitely check that stuff out. And then uh, Conan the Barbarian, which I had no idea was actually a Marvel property, and now is officially a Marvel character. So it's going to be kind of cool to see a Schwarzenegger-like dude just chilling with like Frank, Wolverine, and Venom. This is a really weird and just all-around awesome lineup. The uh, official cover is pretty sick, too. Like, It's on my Twitter at, uh, at IanHand11 if you want to check out the cover. I have the cover picture right there. It's really cool looking. Um, I'm really excited for it. And uh, Duggan, who's also currently writing for uh, Conan, uh, it's called uh, The Savage Sword of Conan. It's supposed to be a very deadly team of Avengers. I mean, every single one of these people has probably murdered someone at one point in time. I don't know about Brother Voodoo, but I know everyone else has a freaking kill count and a half. But yeah, this is a really cool thing, and I can't wait. I'm actually really excited to see, like, uh, I'm actually excited that a comic book from Marvel not only being made, but also in general that uh, Brother Voodoo, of all people, is going to be on this team, because I don't know anything about this character besides the fact he just utilizes Voodoo, whatever. And I think it's just so cool. I'm excited. I hope that I like Brother Voodoo, that maybe one day if I did a top 10 Marvel heroes, he'd show up on my list. This is another thing for me to like Elektra. Um, To get another Punisher comic in my uh, collection, to uh, actually start liking Wolverine a little bit more. Obviously, Venom is going to be awesome. And to see how Conan the Barbarian, of all people, is going to integrate with the rest of these characters. I'm very excited. I'm probably going to follow, go look for Duggan's uh, overall social media to hopefully that he continues to update us about it the uh, cover is just so cool i really hope that you guys give it a try i'm very excited for it so yeah comes out in may again like there's no specific um there's no specific date release for it but no problem there so we have about a couple minutes left, and I kind of wanted to uh, finish off with one of the weirdest things I saw this morning. Actually, it was supposed to be, it was uh, actually last, it was yesterday at 7. So what a day to start Valentine's Day with this crap. So Spongebob spinoffs are apparently planned by Nickelodeon chief Brian Robbins as he tries to win back uh, younger viewers. Obviously, Netflix has been dominating the overall social platforms and stuff like that. In general, it's pretty cool that uh, Netflix has been taking stuff by storm. I pretty much kind of wanted to say that, you know, stuff can happen one day. And I think that we should never just try to think that we're top dogs. Because, like, I don't know how long podcasts are going to be around. So we're trying to jump on that while we can, while they're still pretty hot. 
But we're also doing stuff on the radio in our own kind of way. We're kind of trying to just keep that kind of section there and keeping things in a certain way. So, basically what this is supposed to be about is that they want to try to make Spongebob their equivalent of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is actually something that the guy quoted. That's hilarious, all of itself. So the idea of the characters are supposed to be like, oh, they might follow another character or a completely different story with Spongebob and Patrick. They might be a show that completely focuses around Sandy when, like, Spongebob doesn't bother her. Or an entire show about Plankton, a character I think can be a perfect character. Maybe they can go into Mr. Krabs and his backstory or just a whole story, a whole epi- a whole show about Squidward. And, like, he officially moves away from Spongebob. And it's, like, it's not just one episode and the status quo comes back at the end of the 15-minute cycle. He just is just driven away by Spongebob. And he has, like... And, like, he's become, like, the Spongebob to this other guy who's a Squidward. Like, what if he moves next door to, like, somebody that he admires? Like, one of his favorite musicians or favorite artists. And he's, like, kind of reverting but he's still he's still squidward and he just wants to be fun and have a good time and this guy's like i don't care about you go away it would be kind of fun like i can think of really cool ideas but like i don't care i just kind of wanted to say something weird about this because it caught my eye when i'm in my car like man i should really end my show on some weird note but i don't have anything and the savage avengers aren't weird they're super cool but yeah I'm actually really excited for uh, all that stuff. I would like to see what they have planned. I'm excited to see what Nickelodeon actually wants to do with that. But, you know, it's not really a big deal. It's just, you know, it's it's something that they're just trying to do. They'll be like, oh, I don't want to, like, lose any more viewership. And that's exactly what they're doing. Whatever. More power to them. They're just trying to stay relevant, even though Disney's got their own streaming service coming out soon and just continuously knock down the competition. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I just know for a fact that it's just going to do its best and kind of carry over. I appreciate that they're going to try, but I don't think it's going to go well. But time will tell. I mean, you got to pull them away from freaking... Uh, Teen Titans Go and Cartoon Network first, and then pull them away from uh, Netflix. So, you know, maybe you might get Millennials coming back, maybe make the show a little bit more adult-orientated. I mean, like, Hulu's doing, like, really stupid ideas for, like, their animated shows, like Hitmonkey, Howard the Duck, Tigra, and who cares about who else is getting the show? It just shows that Marvel's just expanding so much and it's like, oh, they're going to be adult-orientated. So they're not going to... So they're going to be, like, stupid, gross, and funny. Like, they're trying to do, like, the Harley Quinn shit that's coming out soon for DC streaming service. And I'm going to probably get DC streaming service again whenever I get a job. Like, I really want to watch the new Young Justice show. And Titans. Like, I don't care about SpongeBob as much anymore. I don't care about any other streaming service anyone else is trying to, like, try to thrust upon me. But again, time will tell if it's actually going to be good or not. But for right now, I just don't think it's going to be. And I think that's totally okay. But, you know, again, if you want to stay relevant, stay relevant. Speaking of staying relevant, that is the end of my show. And uh, I kind of want to start promoting myself and some other people here at AAP Radio. I don't know if we're... I think we're going to be going on regardless tomorrow night. Um, uh, Saturday night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Uh, Josh has a concert to go to on Monday, so if we record the show, I don't know if we're going live tomorrow night or not, but yeah, give that show a listen to, or just, I'll double check with people, I'll promote stuff on my Twitter if we're actually going on tonight, tomorrow night. If not, check that out on Mondays on uh, 8.30. I should probably be back being live here at uh, 6 on on, uh, next Friday, but please, give uh, AP Radio a follow on both Facebook uh, Twitter and Instagram at AP Radio R A D I O, the number two, and that's their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Myself, you can find at Ian Hand Eleven. That's I A N H A N D One One. 
And um, always check out for stuff. I'm continuously trying to improve my overall social media presence. So yeah, tell your friends, tell anybody, give this show a listen to, and eventually I'll be making that announcement when this show is going to be on iTunes and Google Play, so you guys can listen to this anytime you want. Well, that's it for me, folks. This has been a great another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. I will see you guys all next Friday at 6 p.m. And check me out on Lizard Liquors, hopefully uh, either tomorrow at 8 or Monday at 8.30. So you guys have a great day. Enjoy this really horrible weather in the Midwest. And you guys just keep on keeping on. Have a great day, guys.